about it. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are. Hopefully you feel the same way. It is the 20th day of January, 2021. A Wednesday, Big J. Already halfway through this joke of week. Hopefully... What a joke. You are having a good one so far. Hopefully it was as short for you as it will be for us as well. Uh, as we set the table for the Wednesday show, Big J watched a movie last night. Well, at least a movie. I don't know what else you watched last night. Did you follow the movie? Did you chase the movie with anything, BJ? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some uh, Oak Island. The, the, Curse uh, Oak Island. the Curse of Oak Island? Is the island some, still cursed? Yes. And uh, some NCIS. Nice. You're not done watching that show yet? Well, it, it, you see here, it's a, it's a TV serial. And basically, every week they bring a new episode. No, oh, okay. So the, throughout it, was, a season. it was just one new one that you watched. Two new ones. <laughs> Last week's and then this week's? No, there was there was two new ones. Wait, wait. Listen, uh, you're asking the dumb questions. Well, I didn't. I well, it, I know that they ran back to back episodes. They you usually think don't. I, I have no idea why with it that being happened. But the star series of the network, they would spread that out as much as they possibly could, considering they probably don't have a bunch in the bank. But I think they're backed up, sir. Uh, Are we all? So, uh, congratulations to you, Big J. We'll see if we can't get a movie review today <laughs> out of you. Uh, I cannot remember the name of the movie that you watched. The, the Vanished. Uh, and it features a couple of former guests the morning after that, I remember. Little Tommy Jane and Anne Heche is involved in this sh- the Whenever movie. you say Thomas Jane, I, I don't think of the guy that got me on Twitter. I think of the guy at the Comic-Con uh, uh, in Las Vegas with... <laughs> That was just a sorry-looking celebrity. Yeah, it was. It was probably. I remember. I didn't like. Like, I mean, the disappointment on both of our faces. Well, first of all, like, you know, Big J is not a shy dude, okay? But like, we walked into this Comic Con, our first like real Comic Con before we went to the one in San Diego. It was like one in Vegas, and he was at his table all by himself, and you could tell he was just like, I don't know, curmudgeonly. And so I said, you should go up and say hi to him. And you didn't want to even talk to him. You're like, no, no. Like, you knew it was going to be a disappointment. He reeked of, like, disappointment. And so I had to go up and say hi. And he was on the show, like, the week before, talking about Dirty Laundry, which was a huge deal at that particular point, when he reprised his Punisher character. And uh, and it was like I kicked him in the shin when I went up and talked to him. Uh, he had no interest in carrying a conversation. He did not remember the co- the at least half an hour long conversation we had uh, like three days prior. And it, it seemed like uh, all he wanted to do was like, uh, you know, take a drag off his vape pen and just kind of relax. And unfortunately, that is not yeah. what we gave him the opportunity to do. So he had nice sunglasses. <laughs> he did. He was. Yeah, that's inside. right. The sunglasses were on at the. And nobody was there, by the way. Just us talking to him. It was very sad. Either way, uh, we'll talk about that movie. We'll give you a chance to win some Papa Murphys over the course of the show today. Some Jacksons uh, up for grabs as well. So hopefully, it'll be a good Wednesday. We play music too. Music like STP. It's Interstate Love Song kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rock. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, it has been a while since we've got a full report of numbers for coronavirus cases in the state of Idaho because of the holiday on Monday and then the weekend where not all districts report. And so Tuesday was a fairly big day, and sure enough, it was a pretty big number. 1,346 new confirmed and probable cases. Uh, This is a combination of Monday and Tuesday, of course. Uh, State did not update their numbers Monday because of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Tuesday's report, 
had uh, 674 new cases and 206 probable. It's a total of 880 in Ada County. Uh, and so there's that. Since March of 2020, the Gem State has reported 156,778 cases. Uh, 128,000 of those are confirmed. 30 new deaths also added to the total yesterday over the last two days. That brings the statewide total to 1,639. Latest hospitalization numbers were released as well. Uh, 266 Idahoans currently in hospital uh, with COVID-19, 77 of those still in the ICU. But we do have over 70,000 residents in the state of Idaho that have been immunized so far uh, for COVID-19 with more of those to come as that continues to get rolled out. So... That's your update for the beginning of the week. It's been a while. Tiger Woods disclosed yesterday that he recently had his fifth back surgery and will not play in the Farmers Insurance Open in Torrey Pines next week. Uh, or the Genesis Invitational uh, in mid-February at the Riviera. Phil Collins visibly upset. Woods underwent uh, surgery to remove a pressurized disc fragment that was causing him some severe nerve pain. Doctors say the operation was successful and predict he'll have a full recovery. And so five back surgeries is never good, but he'll need some time to recover and hopefully bounce back yet again to make sure he is back on that golf course. And we'll have another streaming network that you can choose from, Big J. Yay! Can I interest you in Paramount Plus? No. How come? I don't know. I don't, I don't watch the Paramount channel as it is. Well, uh, it, just to kind of give you an idea of what Paramount Plus is, it's not the Paramount channel in any way, shape, or form. But it's going to launch on March 4th. It is a rollout of Viacom CBS. It's basically an expanded rebrand of CBS All Access. So that is what CBS All Access is changing their name to. Uh, but they're folding in a bunch of other things into it, including a bunch of movies from the Paramount movie studio uh which is why they're calling it paramount plus so if you have cbs all access that's what it's changing to and then of course you're also going to have a chance to launch new subscribers that may be into the movie side of things uh cbs all access has about nine million subscribers as is did you ever jump on board then or no uh here and there but i don't i don't subscribe to it permanently oh you like do the free trial kind of thing uh yeah i mean i, I paid for it for a month here or there what, what did you watch just um, uh, back uh, back shows, like the catalog shows, like uh, Criminal Minds. Oh, okay. It wasn't to, for to any up. new original programming no. or anything like that? You didn't catch anything? Nothing caught your eye? I'm not a Trekkie, so right. that's, that's a lot of what they got going on, which I hear is really good. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery is yeah. really, really good. I have, still haven't watched Picard, but... Uh, that I did watch at least the first season of Star Trek Discovery. I was very impressed by it. Uh, either way, that's what it's changing to. So if you have CBSL access, it'll change automatically. But uh, it may sound unfamiliar to you. Just know that's what it was and now is becoming come March. It's your send nude song of the day here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you on Netflix. It was called The Vanished. Let's get the review. How was it, Big J? Yeah, it. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, the movie first and who it stars. You've got uh, Thomas Jane. You've got Anne Heche. Uh, as a uh, Wendy and Paul, now they're a, a couple and they have a, a young daughter. They're they're uh, they're on a little uh, trip, Nick, in an RV. Um, and uh, they, they're kind of in the middle of nowhere, and they're going fishing, and it's near Thanksgiving time, right? So it's kind of a strange time to be out camping. Uh, and uh, they motor on up to a um, an RV park, 
And this RV park, there's not a lot going on because, again, it's in the middle of nowhere and it's it's in the middle of you know um, November. So uh, basically, they uh, they pull up shop there. There's a a pretty cranky uh, guy who runs the RV park, and then you've got another RV that's there, and then a guy who uh, takes care of the place and, and does all the trash and everything. And uh, they're not there very long, and the next thing you know, their kid goes missing. Son of a gun. I know. It's bad news, uh, especially uh, these day, this day and age. Uh, and so, uh, you know, obviously, they look for her for a little bit, and the next thing you know, they're uh, calling in the, uh, the sheriff, and he's played by Jason Patrick. Hey, I know him. I'm going to tell you what, dude. He is awesome in this. Yeah? Like, awesome. Uh, well worth watching this uh, just to see uh, his performance in this because he is uh, uh, a man who's kind of tortured by the fact that uh, his uh, his son eventually uh, ended up uh, committing suicide and so he's you know trying to help these people find their kid and then a bunch of other crazy stuff happens now um, you know as, as you starting to watch this I'm like you know Part of me is like, I don't know about this movie. I just, you know, Anne Heche's character really bothered me because she goes from seemingly normal person to a nutsy cuckoo uh, in a matter of no time. And so uh, that kind of, um, it, it, just, it just seemed really, really <laughs> weird to me. Like she ended up getting them into so much trouble through this whole thing. It was really frustrating. And I was like, God, this character is not that great but um it's kind of muddled through here they're you know looking for uh their kid and the just getting into a little bit of trouble and then it near uh when you get to the end of the movie there's kind of a, a big twist in it and i tell you what before that i was kind of on the border whether i was gonna like this movie or not uh but the ending you know what dug it big they, time they shamaland you yes you know that's a perfect description i hope that doesn't ruin the movie now for everybody but well, how would that ruin the movie for They Shyamalan you. The Shyamalan just gives you the twist at the end. Yep. Uh, Jason Patrick is excellent. Thomas Jane uh, does a... Uh, he looked more interested in doing this job than he did at the Comic-Con, Nick. And uh, <laughs> Anne H. Uh, is, is really good at playing kooky. So, uh, it is Big J approved? Yeah. Check nice. it out. Nice. Look at this. Vanished. And uh, it's a fairly new movie available on Netflix, and Big J did enjoy it. But you you say that the key is to hang on until the end. Yeah, and and it's you know it's got it is without a doubt a, a thriller, and uh, there's even a couple jump scares that got me there. Oh, did you cry? No, no, I didn't cry. That's too bad. Uh, but the vanished is officially Big J approved. It is streaming now on Netflix. Another uh, streaming dumbass uh, hit, courtesy of Radio's Big J. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Had a chance yesterday to talk a little bit about No Fly List. You remember that, Big J? Yeah, man. Uh, turns out there's more to that story than meets the eye, especially when it comes to Delta Airlines. Uh, according to CEO Ed Bastian, uh, he's had it up to here with your bullcrap, Big J. And Mine? he says, uh, not in particular yours, no. no. But he does say that the carrier will actually start to permanently ban passengers who disrespect fellow customers or crew members by violating Delta policy. Uh, He put a memo out to employees on Friday that said the airline has already added over 800 people to its no-fly list for refusing to wear the mandatory face coverings during travel. Along with the new company policy, he wrote in part, please know that respect and civility for others on our airplanes and in our airports and in our workplaces even when we have differences of opinion, have always been a requirement for our people and our customers. And those who display 
basic civility to our people or, or who refuse to display basic civility to our people or fellow travelers are not welcome on Delta and they will be permanently banned. Not just placed on the no-fly list. He's like, you're not allowed on the airplane ever again kind of stuff. That's okay. I know somebody who's permanently banned Delta from their lives. So. Oh, yeah? Because of issues? Yeah. What happened? You too. What happened? Well, uh, it was a dog situation. A dog situation? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. I forgot it was Delta, to be honest. Uh, but either way, uh, listen, you, you could name uh, any airline and you could find somebody that's uh, got a problem with it. But uh, it is interesting that they've decided to do the permanent banning. Uh, putting on a no-fly list usually is a temporary thing. But this one, they're going to make forever. Forever and ever. George Springer was one of the big names that were available via free agency in the world of baseball, and apparently he has made his decision. He is leaving the Houston Astros to sign a six-year, $150 million contract with the Toronto Blue Jays, according to media reports. The deal will be the largest in team history. The 31-year-old is a three-time All-Star who spent his entire seven-season career with the Astros. He was the World Series MVP back in 2017 when the Astros cheated their way to a championship and beat the Dodgers. So now he is headed up north to Canada, eh? And we'll see if he can turn the Blue Jays around. Blue Jays were already third in scoring in the AL, but just couldn't quite break through uh, and get into the playoffs between Tampa and New York atop of that division. We'll see if that brings them over the top. Who knows? Big J, it's already been released that uh, Coke and Pepsi will not take part in the Super Bowl this year with Super Bowl commercials, which is a first. But somebody's picking up the slack, Big J, and that is Cheetos. Uh, They have announced that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis will uh, reprise their roles smallly from that 70s show for a Super Bowl commercial. Cheetos shared a sneak peek at the ad, which shows Kutcher opening up an envelope containing a set of mysterious black and white photographs and an empty bag of Cheetos, apparently some part of weird uh, mystery that's involved in it. All we know is that uh, those two are involved, as well as the rapper Shaggy Big J, Mr. Boombastic, if you remember. Nice. And so that's the stars of your Cheetos commercial. Uh, and we know that there's not going to be some, so we'll see. I wonder how the Super Bowl commercials are going to be this year, Big J. Probably pretty different if I had Pretty to distant. And we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, but either way, uh, that's going to be one of them, so keep an eye out for the fun. On 100.3, the X rocks. Big J, uh, anybody who's ever had to do this will tell you there is nothing more frustrating, nothing that will drive you crazier, nothing that can really ruin your day like having to battle through some red tape. You ever oh, had yeah. to fight like a, a, a ridiculously futile battle before oh, against yeah. the man, if you will? Yes. And it is maddening and frustrating and uh, it'll drive you to the brink of insanity and it's good to know that it doesn't just happen here in the United States because we are going to France for today's We're Going to Hell story. There we're going to meet 58 year old uh, Janine Pouchain and Janine has been battling the French government for four years because no matter how you know rough you think you've had it, uh, try to prove to the government that has ruled you dead that you're not dead. Huh. It's hard. And Janine, it's like Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> Janine has been fighting this battle for the last four years. It's a long and ridiculously convoluted story, of course, but it all really stems from a court case back in 2017. Uh, she, Janine, has run a cleaning company for the last 30 years, okay? 
and uh, and one of her employees decided that she was going to sue Janine for a wrongful termination. And so she took Janine to court. Uh, Janine was actually originally found guilty in the case and was ordered to pay the former employee about $14,000. But then Janine decided she wanted to appeal the case, as you tend to do. And so, uh, once again, it got caught up in the court system uh, all the way until 2017, when it was at the basic, like, uh, the equivalent of the, the French Supreme Court, I guess. It's like Civil Liberties Court over there. And uh, now, if you believe Janine's story, Janine says she was never served any kind of paperwork saying when the lawsuit was taking place. So she didn't show up for the case, okay? So the court then assumed, I guess, that Janine didn't show up because she was dead. And so they basically uh, filed the lawsuit and that uh, checked a box on the lawsuit that didn't show up because she was deceased. And therefore... At that particular moment, according to the French government, uh, Janine was declared dead. Listen, this is people try to do this to themselves and can't do it. Right. Move on. Get a new identity. Well, uh, here is the problem that you have when you are listed as dead. You're uh, dead? Yeah. You're dead to everybody. So here's what's happened in the last three years. Number one, uh, her family has been completely locked out of her joint bank account with her husband because, again, they won't give him sole credit to the account until he can prove that she is dead with a death certificate or a birth certificate. Well, uh, her ID has been declared nullified. Because she can't get into her bank account, she hasn't been able to pay her car payment, so her car's been repossessed. She feels like her furniture is next. Her whole life has basically been impounded from her because she can't prove that she is alive, according to the government. Uh, now, she has had her day in court, and again, they have tried, but had been because of coronavirus, it's been pushed off. And so she's been dealing with this stuff for a very long time, and her ID has expired. It's a whole brouhaha of her trying to prove to anybody that will listen that she is, in fact, not deceased. And I, I don't know if I believe her that she never got an, uh, the, uh, the, the summons to show up. At least, you know, you would think that if you're dealing with a court case, you'd follow that kind of lead pretty closely. You know what I mean? You would think, yes. But apparently that's not the case. And so since 2017, November of that year, she has been declared dead by the justice system. And she continues to fight. She's now taking her case public because she's not getting the results she wants in the right amount of time. And she feels like more things are going to be taken away from her because she hasn't been able to do this kind of stuff. So, I guess it's a good day when you realize that, you know, as bad as things are, you didn't have to fight with somebody about the fact that you were alive when somebody else declared you dead. So that's the good news. She has uh, remained stubbornly hopeful that her attorney's bid to overturn the judgment will succeed. Her day in court's coming up in two months, so she's got at least two more months of her being dead. And she says it's her last chance to recover her quote-unquote life. So she's hoping for good things, Big J. Keep her in her thoughts, you understand? She should go out and commit some crimes. Now's her chance, right? Yeah. Go on a spree. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x Rage Against the Machine, Bulls on Parade here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J here on the X-Rocks. Over the last couple months, we've talked a lot about mental health, Big J. It's something that is very important to you. 
and hopefully you are paying a proper amount of attention to it. Agree or disagree? Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that we have talked about on the show as well is is therapy and how beneficial it can be to you, especially if you're going through some dark times or some tough times. And that it's nothing to be embarrassed about if you have to do it. And there is something, anybody who's watched, whether you've had therapy or not, you've watched enough TV to be aware of something called a, a doctor-client privilege. Yes, Big J? Doctor-client privilege. Yes, uh, the, uh, you should be able to say things to your doctor that, you know, are going to be between the two of you. Yeah, yeah. It's what helps, you know, you get diagnosed. It's what helps you, uh, you know, be honest with your psychologist or whoever it is that you're sitting down with. It's one of the big things about it. And, of course, the premise of of many a television show and movie. Yeah, I would have to say that being a a therapist or some sort of doctor that you live for the day, you get to invoke that. (laughs) Right? You're like, you know what? That's part of the client uh, doctor privilege. I'm sorry. I can't discuss that information with you. That's right. And so uh, it is good to know that you have that particular thing. But uh, make no mistake about it. Don't be confused. Just because there is such a thing as a doctor-client privilege does not mean that the doctor is coming into this relationship with the client completely and totally unprepared. Because if you believe a study published in the Journal of Clinical Psychology, uh, they talked to 28 different therapists across the country and 24 of them admitted that before they saw a patient or agreed to see a patient, one of the things they did, Google your ass just to make sure things are somewhat safe. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, that makes sense to me as well. And I believe they're doing their due diligence. But, you know, there's also a little bit of people that have are apparently creeped out by that, Big J. I don't know why. Why do you think people are upset that, that somebody would Google them before meeting them? I almost assume at this point that everybody does that uh, before every meeting. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's just like, you know, before you take a meeting or you you interview somebody, you look on like the social medias or the Google just to make sure you're not seeing some sort of weirdo. Right? Yeah. That would be a smart thing. Uh, A 2016 study, for example, found that most patients also Google their therapist before agreeing to a meeting so it is also a weird double standard where the patient is like well yeah of course i look up my doctor just to make sure you know that they have good reviews and people are happy with their services but then they get all upset when the doctor does the same thing (laughs) to them to make sure that everything is on the up and up as a result the majority of therapists have taken steps to limit the information that is available about them online uh in fact if you have a therapist odds are you probably haven't been able to find their facebook page they do that kind of stuff on purpose uh examples include adjusting their social networking settings to private and about a third of therapists choose not to have any information online at all for that very reason because again they do want to keep the privacy of their patients uh, you know fairly private and sometimes if somebody knows you're going to a therapist, you know, you, that could lead to creepy things. And you don't want that to happen either. So it is nice that they're taking the privacy of their patients, uh, you know, good, but weird that, that we as patients are creeped out by our doctors looking up us when we do the same thing to them. But then again, Big J, what are we if not pulling off double standards on a regular basis here in this country? I mean, it pretty much is, uh, I mean, it's a daily thing. We have to have it. Right. It should be in our constitution. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdown. Morning After with Nick and Big J. You may wonder if there's really an optimal time to work out. 
Well, science seems to think that there is. A new study published last year found a correlation between exercising between 8 in the morning and 10 o'clock in the morning and a reduction in the risks of certain types of things that could ail you, including cancer. Now, the study was small and cannot prove causation, but it did prove that there was a little bit of a nice rebound for your body and mind. Another study found that people were able to work out harder in the evening, while other studies suggest that afternoon and evenings is when your reaction time is at its quickest. But the take-home message here is the benefits of working out continue to be enormous, and the best type of workout is one that you do on the regular. And note, if you're trying to make it a habit, it helps to choose a time slot that you, in your schedule, are likely to stick to every day. So while you can find a study that says it's better in the morning, afternoon, and night, there is no doubt that the one that benefits you greatly is the one that makes it easiest for you to pull off on the regular. So keep that in mind. As if, you know, working out, losing weight, doing something is important to you, being able to work around your schedule so that it's a consistent thing is going to be the most beneficial thing for you. Good things to know as you enter into 2021. Looks like uh, Philip Rivers is hanging up the old cleats, Big J. He issued a statement this morning saying that is it after 17 seasons in the NFL, 16 with the Chargers, one with the Indianapolis Colts. He is moving on, Big J. Your thoughts on Philip Rivers' career? Um, I mean, he made it to the playoffs a couple times. Not all his fault, but, you know, I don't know. I just, I was never a big Philip Rivers fan. So, well said, Big J. I'm sure he'll be very proud. Don Sutton died on Tuesday after a long battle with cancer. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher, the four-time All-Star pitch for five teams, but 16 of his 23 seasons with the was with the Dodgers, which he's probably most famous for playing with. Sutton's seventh on the career strikeout list. Only Cy Young and Nolan Ryan have more starts in their career. He had 10 or more wins every season in his career, but two and one 20-win season. He became a broadcaster after his playing days. He ended most of his career with the Atlanta Braves was his play-by-play guy on TBS. That's probably where a lot of people our age became familiar, at least with his broadcasting work. So rest in peace to Don Sutton passing away at 75. Another little piece of our childhood is coming back, Big J. Although I don't know. Did you ever care about the Muppet Show? The original Muppet Show? I mean, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It is officially coming to Disney Plus on February 19th. The original Muppet Show, of course, created by Jim Henson, was a variety show featuring Kermit the Frog. It ran from 1976 to 1981, so we're talking about formative years for you and I. In addition to Kermit, the show premiered characters like Ms. Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, the Swedish Chef, Sam the Eagle, Staffler and Waldorf, Big J., and then uh, I think one of the most fun things w- that will be f- interesting to watch will be the guest stars that, that took part in the show. I mean, Steve Martin, Elton John, Liza Minnelli, Alice Cooper, Julie Andrews, Bernadette Peters, Diana Ross, Gene Kelly, Mark Hamill popped in an episode. I think it was really competition to who the biggest celebrity could get on. It was either Sesame Street or Muppets. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, Sesame Street had a longer run and certainly the more relevant people that are around still today are on there. But I mean, you know, back in the day when you're booking Gladys Knight in 1977, that's a pretty big get. Yeah. Uh, Gladys Knight in 2005, people are like, hmm, all right. 
But either way, uh, it's coming to Disney Plus so your kids can get into what you got into when you were a kid and probably not appreciate it as much as you do and then make you feel dumb for suggesting it to them. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we're going to get you set up with a uh, Boise uh, meal deal from Papa Murphy's, which includes a large uh, pepperoni pizza. Delicious. Uh, You get some cookie dough to make some fresh baked cookies. You also get a uh, two liter bottle of soda to go along with it. Not a bad deal. We'll get you set up with that here if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. You, your whole family, be grubbing down on us if you can defeat Big J. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. It's what you need to call if you'd like to play. It also would be beneficial if you had some pop culture knowledge in order to claim that prize. Big J, how you feeling today? Okay. All right, we'll see how that cockiness well, that gets you. That sounds bad. That sounds Hello, bad. the X. How's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Jay. Jay, you're up first. Jay, what comedian, quote-unquote, starred as the lead in TV shows King of Queens and Kevin Can Wait? Kevin James. That is absolutely correct. Right. Big Jay, what does the letter Q in the word Q-tip stand for? Hmm. Quit while you're ahead? Quit while That's more than one word. Uh, let's see. Cozy? No, that's not. No, I'm sorry. That doesn't start with a Q. Quality. Quality. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Right. That is correct. Quality is right. Also would accept a Q and not. Jay, based on the acting role, uh, what U.S. president was nicknamed the Gipper? Oh. The Gipper. Mm-hmm. I can't even think. Um, Carter. Carter. Wrong. Carter is incorrect. Thank you very much for playing, however. Hello, the X. Hello? Hello, what's up? We're hanging in there, man. Based on an acting role, what U.S. president was nicknamed the Gipper? The Gipper? Uh-huh. Uh, Ronald Reagan? Right. That is correct. Big J, what animated television show takes place in the undersea town of Bikini Bottom? SpongeBob SquarePants. Right. Correct. I didn't get your name, sir. What was your name? Sean. Sean, uh, what U.S. president's image appears on a penny? Uh, Lincoln? Lincoln. Right. That's correct. Big J, what cereal does Tony the Tiger think is so great? Um, Frosted Flakes. Right. Sean, what NBA team won three titles in four years? Think large. Thanks largely to Steph Curry. Uh, I think he was on the Golden State Warriors. Right. That is correct. Big J. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg co-founded Facebook from his dorm room in what university? Harvard. Right. Correct. Back to you, Sean. On what NBC sitcom? I have to be careful with this one. Would you have heard Kristen Bell say, holy forking shirt balls? Uh, I don't watch TV, man. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, and this will be tough. I don't know. She's really hot. Bad neighbors or something like that. I don't know. Wrong. No, he's trying to stall the cheat. It's not bad neighbors. No. Thank you. However, I win. For playing. Not quite yet. Hello, Dang it. X. I know this answer, too. 
Hey, how's it going? Good, man. On what NBC sitcom would you have heard Kristen Bell's character say, holy forking shirt balls? Uh, that'd be a good point. That is correct. Right. Big J, what landmark J.D. Salinger novel features the main character Holden Caulfield? <laughs> uh, um, I've got no idea. Let's go with... Uh, Grapes of Wrath. Wrong. No. No. Good guess, though. Uh, do you happen to know the answer, sir? You have officially won. Uh, I do not. Uh, it is Catcher in the Rye. Right. Catcher in the Rye. I'm sure you've probably heard of it at some point. Yes. Uh, congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up with that uh, family meal deal courtesy of Papa Murphy's. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. And make sure you're good to go. Nice good. run today, yeah, sir. Yeah, man. I feel good about that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll do some headlines next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Need to know it's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Check out their website, GoTeamMazda.com. Everything you need to get started for your next new or used car adventure is right there at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows: Creepy, but a deal. Just like us, and already tired. Creepy, but a deal. You should always check out your home's history before committing to buy it. And the real estate listing for a home in Leeds, England, claims that the home's previous owner was buried right where the back garden used to be. Relatives of the owner reportedly decided to put the house on the market following the man's death in September of 2020. The listing was reportedly shared on a UK real estate site called Zoopla, though it seems to have since been removed. Although, according to the description, the previous owner had lived out his whole life in the home, and one of his final wishes was to actually be buried in the backyard. The property was also reportedly listing as being sold with, quote, no onward chain, which is a real estate term that means the owner isn't waiting on money from the sale of the house to move out because, well, you know, he's dead. He did. So and he's in the backyard. Buried in the backyard. So the question is, would you have an issue if your dream home was a bargain, but yet it contained a graveyard with the previous owner in it? But it, it's the dream home. Uh, it's, well... I think if it's a dream home, it's a no-brainer. But if it's, let's just say, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a home you really like. How about that? Is it a deal-breaker to have somebody buried in the backyard? That you know is legally buried in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's not like an Indian burial ground, poltergeist style. I mean, am I, if I'm getting a good deal, like yeah. maybe, probably, we'll see how it goes. Would you then have the guy removed from your property? No, you don't want to mess with that juju. <laughs> no, thank you. Just making sure you're not opening up any kind of horror movie trope. No, that's how you start the poltergeist. That's right. Uh, just like us are already tired. Already tired. Uh, La Chihua is disappointed that he didn't finish his climb Saturday night since he managed to climb most of the way up a 1,050-foot skyscraper in a wheelchair, raising more than $700,000 for charity in the process. Damn. Most people considered it a pretty incredible success. Now, Lai was considered the best climber in Asia and won no numerous championships when a car crash a decade ago left him paralyzed from the waist down. On Saturday, the 38-year-old pulled himself up and his wheelchair up ropes along the glass ex exterior of the Nina Tower. He had to abandon the climb after 10 hours, around 800 feet, because strong winds were tangling the ropes and causing the wheelchair to spin, and it became a danger to himself and others. He says he feared for his life a couple of times as he battled the winds for an hour before calling it quits, but still incredible 
incredibly impressive. Yeah. To be able to pull that off and raise that much money for charity. It's actually pretty cool what he's been able to do. So, well done, we say. Yeah, I can't, I can't get up the stairs. No, uh, do you ever, what about climbing the rope in gym class? You ever do that back in No, the dude, no, never. Never have I been either agile enough or strong enough to, like, doing a pull-up has always been difficult. Wrap it up with Just Like Us. It's too bad our pets can't speak to us. Russell Jones of London, England recently broke his ankle and then noticed his dog, Billy, was keeping one of his front paws raised while walking with him. So he's like, oh, God, my dog is hurt, too. He posted a video to Facebook showing the dog seemingly limping next to him as he walked using crutches while sporting a cast for his ankle. So then he went to the vet, spent about $400 to have Billy checked out for any injuries or issues. Turned out, Big J, the veterinarian said sometimes dogs just echo their owners. The dog was limping because the owner was limping, Big J. I mean, how do you not love animals? Like, that's crazy. I mean, you're out 400 bucks, so you're probably a little bit yeah, peeved, yeah. But yeah. You're like, you idiot, dog. God, but still, I mean, that just warms my heart. See? Some good news with headlines, with the exception of the dead guy in the backyard. Well, that's houses for sale. That's good news. <laughs> good news for the new owner. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on a bunch of stuff. I prevail every time you leave here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Let's get sentimental, my friend. Yeah, uh, NFL Hall of Famer. Pride time! Deion Sanders recently had a boombox stolen. You know, the good old-fashioned 1980s boombox? Yeah, jam box, sure. Uh, and uh, then returned after he went on social media to explain that he wanted it back uh, because not necessarily the money, but it was very sentimental to him. Is that and, the only thing they took was a, a boombox? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. That's weird. I mean, where was it put, I guess, that he was I mean, able I, to was taken from him? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, it's not like I did a, a background check on the entire thing. Clearly. I mean, God, you always ask these stupid questions that nobody that's cares about. That's not stupid. I mean, how does one... Uh, something that is incredibly sentimental to you, number one, uh, be out in a place that is the only thing that is taken... And, and how is it so? Uh, somebody smashed his vehicle. Got his it. vehicle, uh, car, his big old truck. Saw it in there, smashed the window, grabbed it. Makes sense. Uh, but anyways, uh, so they, they did return it, and uh, he got that back, but it's very sentimental to him. Uh, do you have a sentimental item that you would hate to be have stolen that would suck? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine the motivation behind it, much like I guess I could never imagine why somebody would want to steal a boombox. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's an old boombox. It doesn't have Bluetooth. <laughs> right. How good is it? Uh, but, you know, uh, my oldest just turned 14, and in my office, I prominently display the very first thing that he ever made in school. You know, when you, they have you do those things in kindergarten where you yeah. have to make, like, projects and art projects that you bring home. And, you know, then you get inundated with artwork, and it all becomes all silly and goofy and all too much. But uh, the very first thing he ever made uh, specifically for me is still in my office and is very sentimental to me, uh, you know, signifying all the challenges and things that he had to overcome in order to get to that point. So it was very, very cool. Again, I can't imagine why anybody would want to take a uh, with the basically is a jewelry box with nothing inside of it. But it's very sentimental to me, and it would break my heart if I, I walked in one day and it was off my desk and I didn't know good, what happened. Good, now I know how to hurt you the worst. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't get too sentimental about things, but I do have a coin purse, Nick. 
yeah, uh, filled with challenge coins uh, that I've collected here over the uh, few years that we've done uh, charitable uh, organizations and just uh, things and meeting people uh, who have, uh, you know, served this country uh, and to help protect our freedoms uh, that they have given me. And I, those are very valuable to me, and uh, I would hate to lose those. Where do you keep them? Uh, I keep them in my drawer. They're in a, in a coin purse in my drawer. At your in your desk or at home? Oh, at home. Okay. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't keep anything here. I want to. I don't want stolen. Well, you don't have much of an office either. I mean, it's yeah, just an yeah, open but, area which anybody yeah. can and has taken things just right. Good off thing your you desk. lock your your uh, your office. Always. Well, again, I, if anybody's coming in just to take the stuff that's in my office, they will walk away very disappointed. Uh, there's Let's not say, much hurt you of value in there. That is correct. Unless they're looking to damage my psyche. That's the only way they could do so. But, you know, there are pictures and things like that that, that we have that you like, man, it would suck if there was a fire or that kind of thing. Those, those all go in that, that line of sentimental. That used to be the case, but now, like, with everything digitalized, every, you know, meaningful picture is now on the well, cloud Well, how am somewhere. I going to uh, retrieve uh, a John Carpenter signed Big Trouble Little China poster? I mean, you can let that burn. Morning After with Nick and Big J. <laughs> Coming up in a few minutes, uh, some bad impressions. Those are next on the X-Rocks. Press Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we have our last Jackson's Food Store's $25 gift card to give away right here. Uh, you can use that for gas, food, beverages, whatever you want there at any of the hundreds of uh, Jackson's Food Store's locations throughout the Treasure Valley. Millions, right? No. 208-287-1003. You can support a local business if you'd like to play a little game called Bad Impressions. Big J has three clues, all revolving around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then look at you collecting our very last Jackson's gift card, mailing it to you, making it look all good for you as well. So get on the phone if you want to play. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning. What's your name, please? This is Pat. All right, Pat, you're up. Good luck. Shut up, crime. <laughs> Next one. I've recently been voicing the DC animated villain Lex Luthor. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. What's the next one? I spent almost a decade enter- entertaining people as Dwight from The Office. Oh, um... <laughs> okay. Um, That's a hard one. It is kind of hard. It's the last Jackson's um, gift card. Earn it. Earn this. this uh, I'm gonna say his name. Um, Come on, Pat. You stolen. Rain. Rain Wilson. There you go. Oh, you're kidding! You pulled yeah. it right out of thin you better, air. You better share that with whoever gave you the answer <laughs> or the internet. Hang on one second, Pat. We'll hook you up with that gift card. Uh, why is Rain Wilson in the should news? be a household name, but isn't. Very, very funny. Obviously, uh, Dwight was awesome. He's having a birthday here today, Nick. Happy birthday, Rain Wilson. Yeah, he's 55 years old. And recently, I saw him on an episode of Celebrity IOU. What the hell is that? Uh, it's the, the Property Brothers um, on HGTV. And uh, what they do is they, they take a celebrity and they fix up some one of their friends' or family oh, members' houses. that was the one that Brad Pitt was on? Yes. Gotcha. And uh, recently he, uh, he he fixed up his uh, nanny, uh, his house. And uh, it's just a really cool show. And uh, he, he just seems like such a great guy. I, I wish Backstrom was, was a thing that survived. That was a TV show that he started in a couple years ago. I thought it was a lot of fun. 
Uh, you like curmudgeons, and that's what he was yeah. in that show, for sure. He is good at playing a curmudgeon. What is he up to? Like, I mean, is he uh, doing anything of note? There's a TV series that's happening. It's in pre-production right now called The Power, so I don't know anything about that, uh, really, per se. And um, just oh, a couple things here. I know what he... Uh, what's the name of the Netflix series that he narrated? It should pop up on his IMDb if you're looking at it. It was, it was like the strangest whatever or the world's best, something like that. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's a documentary series that documents like people that are amazing at things that you didn't know were actually things that make sense. Like they do, they showcase like dog dancing and yo-yo championships and uh, the people that roll down the hill uh, chasing that cheese over there in England. He was the producer and he narrated that series. That was actually oh, pretty cool crazy. To watch. Yeah, it's I, not coming up right here. I can't maybe remember what the maybe called. itself. I'll figure it out uh, and I'll tell you when we wrap up the show, which is happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Smith and Myers from Shine Down There, not mad enough on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap it up for us. Big J did suggest to you that you watch the movie The Vanished, which is available for you to watch on Netflix. It was Big J approved this morning for Streaming Dumbass. You went on a hell of a run today with Pop Culture Smackdown. Congratulations, my friend. Yeah! With a confidence boost heading into the rest of your Wednesday. That never sucks. And for the record... The Rain Johnson documentary series on Netflix is called We Are the Champions. It's very good. I recommend that to you. Thank it's God. Only Thank God you told us about it. It's only six episodes. It's really short, but it's also pretty funny. Yeah. And so uh, if you ever watch the footage of, you know, that cheese that rolls down the hill and everybody tumbles after it, right? Yeah. The story behind it In is England. actually pretty England or pretty interesting. So check it out for yourself. It is on uh, Netflix the, for The wife sure. heard you talking about it now wants to watch there it. There you go. Congratulations. That's what you're doing tonight. Uh, you have the floor, sir. Uh, yeah. And this is interesting. I, I, I couldn't really do this for... Um, bad impression because we just did Liam Neeson but uh, apparently Seth McFarland would like to uh, who's worked with Liam uh, quite a few times uh, would like to bring back the Naked Gun series and starring Liam Neeson all right in the uh, in the Leslie Nielsen role yeah, and you know what? It's not bad. I mean, Leslie Nielsen, uh, not Leslie Nielsen, but Liam Neeson, he can be that serious, dry guy that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he's done that a couple times. I mean, he was in Once Upon a Time in the West, obviously. Yeah. Uh, which was directed and written by uh, Seth MacFarlane. And he's done some comedy as well, which he's played up pretty pretty funnily with uh, the Ricky Gervais show that he was on, Life is Short, yeah. which is very funny. So uh, you have an opportunity to do it. You're in? We just need, yeah, we just need to find somebody who... Uh, it, it's sometime in the future we'll commit a double murder and get away with it for the other role yeah <laughs> and ruin it for everybody That's i mean right. it's hard to watch those now because oj's in it you know they were funny movies <laughs> yeah it is hard to get around the uh, norberg stuff for sure because uh, he's in all three isn't he yeah 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 and even more prominently in the second one uh but yeah uh all right another thing that needs to be remade are your but you're into this i'm remake. in yeah all right big j is all in we'll see if it gets done Morning After with Nick and Big J. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Strong Volkswagen. Unlock stronger pricing at strongvw.com. Hey, Jason Drew's coming up next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.